Well, hello again. It's Coach Tim, and I have a wonderful guest. Uh, after I feel like I know this person after years of consuming his products and educational uh, products in uh, mostly the sales arena, uh, I'm bringing him in to discuss how we can sell our team, our individual players, to be better football players. And uh, with that, I'd like the, you all to get to know Kenrick Cleveland. Welcome. Thank you very much, Tim. It's great to talk with you. And uh, it'll be nice to hopefully share some uh, some experiences here with the other coaches. Um, you know, I, I, I know we spoke of this back and forth as as we got ready to do this uh, by, by uh, te- email, text, whatever. But, uh, you know, since you're dealing with coaches, I, I want to... I want to tell the tell a quick story of the power of the coach's influence. Uh, I didn't have the luck of having someone like you, uh, someone who, you know, understood the value of people and understood the value of good coaching when I was in high school. And uh, I was also didn't have the uh, the good fortune of either uh, a disciplined mind nor a disciplined body. <laughs> Uh, as I entered into my high school years, I hated anything to do with sports and I hated anything to do with, uh, with my coach. Um, and, uh, he was an ass of the highest order. Um, he drove a Corvette, thought he was all that he was all into anything, you know, muscle, whatever he could. And, and, uh, you know, and all he did really is put me down, make fun of me, call me names, and that kind of thing. And, you know, it left such a bruising that I remember it like as if I were there again right now, clear to this day, 40 years later. And, you know, so sometimes, you know, you wonder, what's the value of a person? What's the value of getting into someone's head and really understanding them? And the value is immeasurable. And you as a coach know that. And each of the coaches you coach, I hope at the end of uh, a brief conversation today, will have uh, an even greater understanding of that. Because what I really want to talk about with you is something I like to, to term criteria and values. And it's three easy questions that will get us right into the head of anyone that we're talking with. And it's really simple. And... Yet the, the value of this is amazing. Tim, in your experience as a coach, you've had to do a lot of motivation of people. Is probably is that a true statement? Oh, all the time. You're always trying to get them to do a little bit extra, get them to understand that they they have extra. A lot of times they don't know that they they have that extra amount of energy of, of ability inside of them. So one would say <laughs> that a good part of what you do is getting into the heads of people and getting them to do that. The question is, what are the techniques that coaches readily have available to them to do that? Uh, a lot of times I think we too often rely upon things the way that we were taught. We rely on, because it's all we have as coaches, is, okay, how was it done when I played? How was it done 
when I coached with this other coach when I was coming up. And quite often, we're just repeating, in my view, a lot of bad habits. Right. You know, it, it, it probably sounds a lot like, you know, you got to dig deep. You got to really want it. You got to really look for that opportunity and you got to go. You got to take it, man. Take it to them. If you don't do it, who will? Now, you with me? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Where are we going, coach? (laughs) Dig what? We're going to go to the damn playoffs if you get your head out of your tail end and get going, guy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. But the thing of it is... um, the whole point is that that's one way. That's one style, right? That's one style. And you know what? It, it, it can be a good style. But, you know, maybe you got somebody that needs a swift kick in the behind, you know? But I'll well, tell if, you, I, if I may, Kenrick, yeah. I think a lot of times, I mean, that's one of my, my biggest pet peeves with coaches is not listening to what's coming out of their mouth. Right. <laughs> and a lot of times they're just repeating cliches from the past and it sounds good or they hurt worse. They heard it on sports center or something, (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes it still works. And I think if, if I may uh, just add, it works some, uh, sometimes when it does not necessarily because of the words, because as if you listen back to what Kenrick said, he really didn't say anything uh, (laughs) that had any meaning whatsoever in it. But it had a lot of passion, and if it's delivered with passion, a lot of times people will respond to that, but it doesn't, it's not nearly as effective as I think you're about to teach us. Well, and the other thing I want to demonstrate is it had a lot of passion, but what does that mean? It means I invoked emotion in myself and aimed it at you and all of the people mm. listening. And the point of that is, that that works for me, it riles me up, I was able to invoke something that I'm passionate about to do that. However, did it rile you up? And I'll tell you the answer, it's no. It didn't rile you up. You, you, you know, you were chuckling, you know. It didn't really rile you up. So to those yeah. students that it, that it does rile up, it will work for a minute. But it's external, that's the key. It's external, meaning you're doing it to them. They're not participating. They don't want to get beat, in essence. They don't want beat by by beat, I mean by you. They don't want to be yelled at. They don't want to be singled out. They don't want to be picked on. So they'll give it their you know, quasi-best just to get you off their back. But that's not the motivation you're looking for. Right. That's, that does nothing. That's not a lifelong learning experience. (laughs) That's not going to get the person to want it more. So the other way to do it is to really find out what motivates them. And that is the true key. But the question there is, well, how do you find that out? And to most Mm -hmm. people, it's, you know, it's hit or miss. It's luck. It's, well, I don't have four years to go become a psychologist, uh, you know. Who knows? Who cares? We're dealing with sports here. Let's uh, hoorah and let's get going. Well, you know, the fact is it's really easy. And, 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 and I'd like to, to show you a three-question system that always works when you take just a little bit of, of effort to learn it. 
And, it, and it, it's real simple. And let me give you a, a, a demonstration or two that might help. So, Tim, you know, you wanted me to come on and uh, and and talk with your coaches today. And you wanted me to do that for a reason. Would you share with me what that is? Here we go. You're going to dig. You're, you're going to reveal the world. My inner secrets. <laughs> yeah. The reason I wanted you to is because I, I, for the very reason we discussed it's uh, earlier, it's we're, we have a, a, a generation of coaches that need to learn how to communicate on a more effective level. So I'm trying to help coaches. Okay. Um, and I think, by the way, and if I may, if the, the, and I don't think the coaching industry is doing a very good job of helping that happen. All right. So you want to help your coaches communicate better. Mm-hmm. And so I'm understanding and, and really with you on this, what, what's important about helping your coaches communicate better? Uh, better coaches means better coached kids. But so what? Better coach kids means that they're getting the best experience from the game that they can get. Why do you care? Because if we're teaching beyond the game and into their life, life skills, which I think is a word you came you gave in pregame. I don't think we used it here. But if they learn life skills, the world's a better place. I've made it. So... You know, Tim, I, I couldn't agree more. We're talking here really about communicating better so that we can have better coached kids. And the way to do that is to teach beyond the game. And that's why you brought me here. That's what you want to do. And that's what you want for each of your coaches. Am I right? Absolutely. Now, how long did that take me? It took me precisely three questions. Um, <laughs> it took me about a minute to get that information. And I started off by asking you a question. I asked you, why did you bring me here? And you said to communicate better. I said, what's important about communicating better? And you said to have better coach kids. And I said, what difference does it make? In other words, in, in essence, another what question. And you said, because we want to be teaching beyond the game to be making a difference in their life. Mm -hmm. Three questions, three answers. I wrote them down. And you communicate. And better. you got into my soul. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Communicate better, better coach kids and teaching beyond the game. I jotted it down as you spoke. And now guess what? If I'd written that on a three by five card, I'm going to file that under Tim O'Keefe. <laughs> and anytime yeah. I want you to do something to be motivated, I'm going to come to you and say, Tim, do we really want to have better coach kids? Is it your real goal to teach beyond the game? Because if it is, we need to bring something to your coaches that is life changing. <laughs> See? Wow. And bam, it's going to have your attention. Now, for everybody listening, if this doesn't have your attention, it's only because these aren't your values exactly. And maybe yours are said in slightly a different way. But if I were talking with you as just as quickly as I did with Tim, I could do the same with you. And you can do the same 
with everybody that you're coaching. You too will be able to have better coached kids and teach them beyond the game. And if that's not your objective as a coach, then I'd have to question a little bit about why you bother. You know, is it just an income to you? And if so, it's not enough. <laughs> you know, it, what? what is it? I mean, you know, if the goal is to teach beyond the game, see that's, and one of the reasons I agreed to do this interview is my coach taught me beyond the game, all right. Ugh. Taught me to hate people like him. Taught me to want to run him over to dark alley if I had any chance of doing it. You know, I mean, if not for the fact that I've matured after all these years, I'd probably still want to run the idiot over in a dark alley if I had half a chance. If he's still right. If he's still right. alive. So teaching right. beyond the game is a beautiful way to say a positive impact, man. It is a way to say sports is a metaphor for life. And you know what? In life, we do win and lose. <laughs> you know, in life, we really don't get participation trophies every time we show up somewhere. It really is about winning in the end. And we really do need to win. And sometimes winning is just showing up. Sometimes it's doing the best we can and giving it an A effort, man. Because when we do that, you know, if we're doing every living thing that we can, then guess what? We are teaching them beyond the game. And we are making a difference for the rest of their life. And that is reason enough, in my opinion, to learn this simple skill. It's that simple. Tim, let me just break it down. I want to break it down for you, show you how that works. Please, so I please. just simply ask the question, what's important about blank? So perhaps I would say to your uh, to, to a coach, if, if, if I were a coach, let's say, it, and I've got a kid I'm working with, just one second. If I were doing that, I would I would probably do something like um, I would ask the kid, why are you here? What do you want? And the kid is gonna give me an answer. Well, I I, I just want to play ball. Yeah, but but what's important about playing ball? And whatever he says, I'm gonna accept. So he says, so what do you think they might say, Tim? What, what would a kid say? I want to play ball, but what's important about playing ball? It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So what, what is your option? If you weren't playing ball, what would you be doing that's not so fun? Uh, just maybe staying at home and, and, uh, Playing PlayStation. <laughs> Play oh, PlayStation. <laughs> boring, man. So it's fun. So yes. what's important about having fun like this to you? Uh, I learn to get better. At what? That I'm I I can I, I can learn that I can get better than I thought I was. That's beautiful. That's just beautiful, man. That's, that's, that's amazing. And you know what? We're going to start with that today. I want to help you get better at this skill. Are you ready? Yes. Away we go. See? I mean, it's beautiful. But now we know that that kid is motivated 
because he knows he can get better. He wants to believe he can get better. If the crunch time comes in a game where you need that kid to be all that he can be, you go over to him and say, do you remember we had a conversation and I asked you why you wanted to play this game? And you told me that it was fun. And I said, yeah, but so what? And you said, well, you know, so what? Because I want to know that I can be better. Well, here's your chance. This is your chance to really be better for you, to prove to you that you can. Are you up for that? Yes, coach. (laughs) See, and there you go. So, I mean, the simple strategy, you start with the question, what's important about whatever they say, you accept it, repeat it back. And you say, what's important about that answer? What's important about that answer that they just gave you? And then one more time, and what's important about that? Or so what? Or what will that do for you? Or tell me more about that. So you're making them go deeper and deeper into what absolutely rules their life. What values are they finding most important in their life? It's that so you're actually enhancing their experience. You're not only getting more out of them. Their experience is better than it was a moment earlier, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, and why is that, Tim? Do you know why that is? Why? Because it's not about my external influence. It's not about me yelling and screaming or talking about motivation or telling them, a, you know, dig deep, work harder, come on, you lazy so-and-so. You know, I mean, it's not about me externally motivating them because that lasts all of about five minutes. It's the same thing. And those, those, those are your words, right? Maybe that turns you on, but, but right? Aren't you imposing your values onto the kid? That's right. Is that the, that's the mistake? That's right. It's the same okay. thing that sales managers will send their salespeople to PMA, positive motivational attitude type events, be- <laughs> yeah. because they think they're going to up up their sales. What I said, have said for all my life is that works just fine until on your way home, some idiot doesn't have the good sense to realize you've just been to a positive mental attitude seminar and he cuts you off on the freeway and flips you off. <laughs> you know, yeah. there goes all your positive mental attitude right out, right out the window as you figure out how you're going to pull that guy over and beat the living crap out of him. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. So right. Me trying to impose my will, my way, my beliefs, my attitudes on you can't possibly have the same effect it would on me because they're mine. Okay. Okay. So I want to, I want to ask you a, a deeper question. Uh, but before I go there, cause I don't want to change the subject if you're not ready, but I, I do want to ask you or underline that what we're doing is we're attaching that kid, that player, that kid, his or her, if it's a different sport, their deepest value around their experience in that context, and we're attaching it to the, the skill that we're trying to get them to practice or go out and perform. 
correct? That's exactly right. Or even just to them doing their level best to achieve a particular result that they're so much invested in. But we know they're invested in it because they've told us, not we've told them. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so here's the question that comes into my mind, and it's Tim trying to complicate things. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> um, you gave a very simple, great individual answer. Okay, as a football coach, yeah. uh, the way I looked at it uh, all the years that I coached, um, and I'm not saying it's right, but it's just kind of me fitting in with, with my skill set, is I had some great offensive and defensive coordinators, and they worried about the X's and O's and all that, you know, blocking and schemes and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, and I was at the upper level, you know, looking way down at how do we, you know, manage the parents. You talked about that earlier in, in the pregame. Uh, how do we manage parents? How do we, how do we, and then at the other level, at the very micro level, I would deal with the kids and that's where I'm teaching technique and, and certainly where I could ask these questions of values at the higher level uh, is where, and, and if I'm wrong, please uh, cut me off and, and correct me um, at the higher levels is, is where the culture building is and within culture are team values, right? Yeah. Um, and, okay, so now is there something that can happen where I, I want this kid to, to buy, we call it in football, buying in to the philosophy, right? Buying into my, which really means buying into the team values, which really means buying into my values. So they better be damn good values. <laughs> and, and it's not tearing you down and being all happy about my Corvette or whatever. Um, it's about building them up. So it, within my value system, uh, how do I build that? How do I check that to make sure that it's uh, integrous to the betterment of what I said earlier, right? Making kids better off for the long term, uh, making a difference in their lives. And what if there's a conflict? What if I, I can't imagine what it might be, but what if there's a conflict at the lower level where I'm talking to, to Johnny and, uh, and his individual value system uh, that doesn't work? And, and I, I don't know if this, this isn't exactly it because it wasn't done formally like you're saying. But I, one time I had a chance to be off the field and there's this other kid that was off the field and during practice. And, uh, I said, Hey, are you having fun? And, uh, he goes, practice isn't supposed to be fun coach. <laughs> and I'm like, I suck, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I always found that my, my most difficult players were my greatest teachers. And, you know, we, we ended up fixing that, but that's obviously there's, there's, there's a problem there. Right. And so, how do you how do you deal with that at, at when you're you're programming the top side as opposed to I think what we're talking about is an individual person uh, because if you program on the top side you you can very well ruin anything else I mean if it's not integrous at the top 
everything else really isn't going to matter. Right? Well, so give me some examples of culture. When, when you talk about integrity at the top, are you talking about, you know, possibly the culture not meshing with the individual? Yes, yes. So as, what, an, example, an, example as an example, my, my culture that I wanted, I thought I was installing was, hey, we have fun all the time. You know, working harder is, is, is fun. It, it, the very fact that we're out here is, is fun. And, and I even, you know, went to great lengths to uh, make it seem like uh, they weren't working, to have fun in the beginning of practice. So we're, because football can be very much a drudgery. I mean, you're doing the same thing over and over again. So I'd always try to do things that would break patterns, change schedules around, which is very unconventional in the football world. But I just thought it would, you know, would be uh, advantageous. And so then all of a sudden I find out from this great kid, (laughs) it's not supposed to be fun. (laughs) Like, what do I do? Um, You know, there would be an example of that conflict that you're talking about. Where to him, to his world, getting ahead is about hard work, not about having fun. And so in his world, I I probably would have simply asked him, well, what is practice about? Yeah, he would have told you he he might have said, well, practice is really about getting better. Well, what's important about getting better? See, I'm going to go right back into what I've been teaching right into it. What's important about getting better? And he's going to say so that we can win. And I'm going to ask, and what's the bottom line point to you of winning? (laughs) And maybe he'll say, and now I don't know. I don't know what he's going to say. Maybe he's going to say, so I can feel proud. So I can feel whatever. Okay. Well, is there anything wrong with you feeling proud and us having some fun today too? Because I'm all about having some fun today. How about you? So, okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. So you're, you're using the technique to, Again, let it be his words, not mine. Uh, yeah, that's right. And then really what, what I think I was, was, was doing was slamming a, a circle into a square with a hammer and pretending I'm not, right? Well, I don't think you uh, meant are, to. I just think, I think that oh, kid right, right, had right, his right. own idea of what, of what this is, and you had a whole different idea of what it is, and the two weren't meeting. Not until that moment did they meet. Right, right. I also have another That's belief, it. and that is that, you know, as a coach, we, like you said, you're looking at, at the top level down, you're looking at the X and O's, the strategy, you're looking at the building of the culture, you're looking at all these different things, but it probably can't all be done on a group level all the time. You're far better off actually get spending a minute or two to really understand what the driver is for each person so that as you talk, you can throw those out and hook several of them at a time into your greater culture conversation. It's not always going to be a group, a group thing. And they'll emerge emboldened. The individuals will emerge emboldened as, and become more obvious and more, which means probably more uh, as leaders within the uh, the greater community of the team. 
Isn't that what would you think would happen? Yes, absolutely. And again, real motivation, true motivation comes from the inside. It has nothing to do with someone screaming, you know, military drill sergeant style, telling you you're no good, low life, scum sucking, you know what, uh, you know, and, and you best get your ass in gear. They're going to beat you with an inch. I mean, you know, in other words, that kind of yeah. thing isn't going to work. And nobody really wants to talk to kids like that much, I hope. And, uh, you know, so I, I think the, the bottom line is, and of course, in the military, they're doing that for a reason, too. And then they're, they're very psychologically strategic. They're oh, yeah. literally trying to tear people down in order to build them back up. Their goal isn't to permanently tear you down. Um, it right. is to build you up. But that's a drastic move that I don't think we should engage in as a coach. Um, you know, we're dealing with children, for God's sakes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, come most, on. Most of us aren't trained to be able to know how far to tear someone down, you know, in the military, you're dealing with people 18 years of age and older, at least, you know, there you've, you've got a baseline to know what you're dealing with, you know? Um, right. And you've got the law on your side there. <laughs> that um, always helps. <laughs> yeah. That might not, not be such a good thing to do here. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think, I think bottom line, when we, when we reach inside and grab the motivation from the kids, themselves when they feel it that's where it you know it really makes a difference and that's where we can make a difference as a coach for each of them and really build that level of leadership like you're talking about and it really is as easy as again learning to just ask those three questions and it really centers around what's important about what's important about why they're here what do they want to do what's important about that Whatever the answer they give, what's important about that? Whatever answer they give, and ultimately, what will that do for you? And bam, we got it. You know, and, and write it down. Write it down. And every time you interact with that kid, if it's to install culture, then link it to their values. If it's to install strategy, link the strategy to their values. <laughs> now, of course, if you're doing this on a group level, you won't be able to link it to every single person's values. You won't be able to bring every one of them up, but you sure can in person. And even if you're just spending a minute or two here or there, if you're having those those three by five cards with you, or I keep track of this stuff in Evernote, I'd have a list yeah. of my of my kids' names and I'd have their three values right there. Right. You know, I I would I would know I'm going to reach out and speak to Bill today. So I'm going to I'm going to look at Bill's three values real quick and I'm going to say Bill, I want to talk with you a little bit about uh you know, culture and and how how that fits here. See, we believe in X, Y, and Z and the reason we do is because name the kids values. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I think you could even do it as you're going into a drill. Say you're going into a tackling drill and you're, you know, one of the things that are just, I mean, everybody's notorious for in tackling or blocking, blocking, there's a word in blocking <laughs> is, uh, is, you know, not bending their knees. They bend at their hips and they're really not, they, they psych themselves into believing they're lower than they actually are. And it hurts the effectiveness of the technique. And, 
you could attach that value to the va- to having what we call a Z in the knee. Uh, you're, you're bending your knees, right? Right. Absolutely. And it's just something as something as simple as that, and it could be a game changer for the kid. Yeah. And it's it's fr- it's freaking magic. You know, in in my when, case, I grew up um, a, a bit of a rebel. Uh, let's say a whole lot of a bit of a rebel and um you know and i was yeah. i was an angry kid at 13 and and entering high school and and uh, my mom used to say to me you know look do you want to really get even with that teacher who screwed with you today i <laughs> said yeah what do i do she goes all right i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna tell you all right it's gonna sound like like i'm on their side but i'm not on your i'm on yours so what you want to do is you want to be so good at what they're telling you to do. You want to get all of your homework done. And not only homework, you want to ask for extra. And they're going to just not even believe that you're doing that. They just, they just, they're not even going to believe it. They're, they're going to be like, man, what happened to you? And you know what happened to you? Nothing. You're just getting even. And I remember thinking <laughs> to myself, man, my mom is smart. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? That was my mom's external influence. It still didn't quite reach in and get all of who I was engaged. Did pretty good for a while. But when I really got mad, that's when you would see that it didn't really reach in because, you know, it was still her trying to impose a strategy over the top of me instead of really reaching in. She almost did it. She almost got it. But had she knew how to do this, it would have been even easier because all she would have had to do is say, hey, what do you want to get even for? What do you want? What do you want to do to them? Well, I want them to realize how much this made me struggle. Ah, okay. And ultimately, what will that do for you? Well, it'll make them realize that, you know, that, you know, they need to think about this a little bit, that it's not just something that they should do. They should really think about it. Okay, great. So here's how we're going to do that. We're going to get you an A on your test. And then what we're going to do is we're going to write a paper to publish in the school newsletter. And that paper (laughs) will absolutely make your point. Oh man, I would have been all over that getting that A. You know what I mean? But that's okay. You know, now we can give these kinds of skills to our kids and, you know, we, we can help them like nobody was able to help me. <laughs> well, and I, I think, you know, I've studied your stuff for years now and I, I know this and I still struggle. And instead of doing it the way that you're explaining where it's, you know, essentially it's maybe another way of, saying it less formally is you're making it their idea, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I struggle with that. And I think I struggle with it because of my ego. I, I don't, you know, I, I know better, right. I'm the coach, right. And this is the way I've been trained over the years. Uh, we've all been trained and I don't think it's just in football. I think it's everywhere. And, but the fact is, is it just works when you do it. It's magic, right? It's just magic. It's like, really, where's the reason there's supposed to be resistance. There's no resistance. (laughs) And, um, 
it really, really works. And, uh, and, and it's not just in football, right? You teach this in persuasion and sales and you've, you've taught some huge sales organizations. Uh, do you want to, would you like to talk about that? Well, um, yeah, I mean, we, I, I've worked with, um, you know, savings and loan bank and turned them into a, uh, as a savings and loan operation that was uh, turned into a giant bank. And, and we, and we, we taught them how to do this, how to work with their, with people, you know, what can you do to really affect the profit level of a bank, you know? And one of yeah. the things that we got them to do is to make cross sales, to increase their cross sales, like, you know, hey, I need to open a checking account. All right, well, you know, hey, why don't you apply for, you know, a credit card while you're at it? Uh, you know, why don't you, you know, open a savings account while you're at it? And, but it wasn't just the suggestion. It was the suggestion based on understanding the person's values. What are you here mm. for in our bank today? Well, I, I want to open a new account. Okay, well, what's important about having a bank that you trust, that you really feel good about. Well, because I haven't had that very often. You know, the last one I had, I just, you know, I didn't like them all that well. All right. Well, what's important about changing that now? Well, I'd like to have one that really understands me. And how would you know if they did understand you? Well, they, they, it listened to me. The person doesn't say a word. They sit there and they smile and they, they nod and they listen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and the, the, you know, but, the, but as they learn these simple techniques, you know, the bank, you know, back 20 years ago, increased their net deposits by a billion dollars in one year. And oh that was, Lord. that was pretty big, you know, um, I, you know, I've worked with, uh, Jay Abraham, who's considered the top marketing strategist in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, worked to, to teach, Proteges that were working with him, how to really go in and get the business. And this was the core of it. This is the core of it. I mean, what we're really talking about here is something that while it sounds easy enough, it takes a little bit of understanding to really, to really wield it with, with effectiveness. But when you can, you can start building culture and you can start linking even strategy to what the person is thinking inside. What you can do is you can bring a kid from deep inside him, him or herself to someone who is giving all they've got to really make a difference in the lives of their teammates and in their own life. And I think that's the kind of thing, you know, certainly that's what I wish someone would have helped me do. I wish somebody would have helped me to get those connections. Um, and I think, you know, hopefully these are connections that your coaches will be uh, benefited by as well. Well, and God bless you for seeing that there's a positive that can come out of that. Because a lot of people just would have been pissed off at anybody who's involved in sports, right? I mean, you're, you're seeing that there's a, a way to affect change and, and, and make it better. And, and, and maybe there's a some sort of propulsion away from from what that asshole uh, was. Yeah, uh, and and you know, on top of that, thank goodness, time heals a lot of things, and we get, get oh, to yeah. a point in our lives of saying, "Hey, you know, I, I want to help make a a positive difference, not just be bitter and angry." 
Um, right, right. And I think that's a, a big part of it. We all want that, really. And I, mean, I think, I think yeah. deep down, every coach wants that. You know, I mean, you know, a coach wants to really be seen as that guy or that gal that really dug into his kids, into into who he's coaching and made a difference. Not not just that you're a great strategist, because there's lots of great strategists, not just that you could organize because there's lots of good organizers, you know, but because you made that person understand their importance to the team. And I think that, you know, that's where coaches live when they live in in our memories in a positive way. You know, we remember back to a guy that really changed our lives, a, a woman that made us see who we are inside and made us want to be more of that. Well, you know, I, I, if I may, I, there's a little story that I, I like to tell. And I'm not a big religious guy, but I love the story uh, of... You know, we're at the end of our life. We go to the pearly gates and uh, the guy's up there. Who is it? St. Peter, I think, is up there. And he pulls out the book of, of our life and looks at it and he goes, uh, oh, wow, you coached kids for 10 years. What is that, like 30, 25, 30 kids per team? Yeah. And there's two parents Per, at least <laughs> nowadays, uh, per, per kid plus, you know, grandma and whoever else, how did you affect them? Let's look at what's, what happened to them. Oh, well, Johnny became a bank robber and, you know, and Jimmy became, uh, uh, this, uh, criminal. Um, not that you have complete, uh, you know, uh, control over that, but one of the stories, uh, that I love is the great John Wooden would be asked about his players. And rarely did he talk about their basketball game. He talked about, Oh yeah, Jimmy's a, a minister now. And, you know, and Johnny's a, you know, a lawyer and this guy's a doctor and he would talk about that stuff. That's what he was building. And, that's what, as coaches, we all have a chance to build or at least affect in a positive way where these kids think higher of themselves than they would have otherwise. And, and that's really, I think, you know, in, at the end of the day, what kind of techniques, the stuff that you teach helps somebody be able to do, uh, in, through even just the simple criteria, uh, would you call it a criteria technique, a value technique? Uh, you, you have a word for it. Well, I, I use both words, criteria and values. Criteria is the smaller end, you know, the less important end. And, and as we yeah. move up into values, we're moving into that which really, really, really affects the emotions of the individual involved. Um, and, and I would say, I, I would say, for guys listening to this, and, and I understand, I mean, even for something as simple as what you demonstrated today, it, you know, if it's new, it's new and it sounds like, okay, how do I do this? And you know what? My family knows that they're guinea pigs, guys listening. <laughs> they know. I, I do this with my wife, these kind of things all the time. And at the end of the day, she loves it because it, she knows 
I get to know her better. My kids, same thing. And it's, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm, you know, or anything like that. I'm just saying I practice it. And so when I'm out in the world in coaching or whatever, I'm able to do it and I've already done it. And, you know, they're not guinea pigs. And so, um, that's, you know, I just wanted to add that piece in it's cross context. That's why you, you really teach this in the, in the sales. Well, listen, I, I, you know, I, I, um, my beginning was in the world of neurolinguistic programming and, uh, I'm the guy that, that, uh, you know, figured out how to take it from a therapeutic model and converted it into a business model and was recognized by the International Society of Neurolinguistic Programming for being able to do that. And, you know, it, it, it made quite a difference in the world and in my world, too. And, you know, I yeah. began to realize that this isn't something that's just a therapeutic technique. This is something that is used conversationally all the time. And it's something that we can do with a little bit of, of effort, not much, a little bit of effort, and get really good at it. So where can we make the most amount of difference? Well, listen, every one of the coaches listening, probably at one point in time or another, sooner or later, will be wanting a raise. <laughs> what, <laughs> what if they talk to their boss and they used this strategy on the boss, the boss will absolutely give the answers without even trying. But what if they were able to then frame what they do as being so much more valuable because they're able to fit right in with what the boss's objectives are for them? So, you know, how about making some more salary? That wouldn't be such a bad thing. So people are using it for that. How about, you know, getting people to say yes and that's what I specialize in, getting people to say, yes, we can do it for selling. We can do it with our kids, which has nothing to do with selling, except for the fact yeah. that it does. <laughs> you know, I mean, getting them yeah. to say yes is more important to me to get my daughter to say yes than, than, uh, than you know, than, than a sale. Because my yeah. daughter is forever. And well, as long as we live and, uh, and a sale is only today. You know, so, yeah, but yeah, as, as this is where people that also sell for a living, this is where, you know, they, they leave so much money on the table because they simply don't know how to calmly, properly, ethically, and very persuasively get people to say yes, without having to be manipulative, without having to twist them one way or the other without, you know, without any of the negativity involved and just simply have a conversation that leads to the person saying yes. And as a coach, I would want to simply lead people to say yes to me, not just yes to me, but yes to themselves. Yes to what their real desires are in life, to realize that what we're talking about with sports is really a metaphor for our life. And, to ha and, and I would like it, and this is a bit personal, but I would like it if I was that coach to be remembered right in that place where people put a picture in their mind of the person who made the most amount of difference in their life. If I could have that position as a coach, I'd be doing something pretty powerful. And you know what? I think when I get up to those pearly gates, you know, 
who, who, whoever is up there will simply look at me and say, good job, man. Really good job. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, other than, you know, I mean, oh, well, you decimated through 10 years of families, you know, uh, for your own gain of winning because, you know, winning's important. <laughs> and I don't think there's, yeah. I don't think, Tim, there's any conflict between winning and coaching and being ethical and honorable and getting yeses. I think that all fits together. I think it all the comes together. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason. In fact, I don't, in my way of looking at this, you'll be a more winning coach when you master this strategy, when you can get into the kids' heads and you can get them to want to give you even more on their own. You're a better coach. You've done them a service in life. Let me ask you, uh, on, on that note, I just heard you say, and I know we're going long. I, I just want to make sure. Go long, this... buddy. Here it comes. <laughs> Go long. I'm running long. Throw it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there is an input. There, there's a presupposition within, I think, what you said is that we all have more capability than typically we demonstrate. And really what this is about, in my view, when we coach, is to bring that out of the kid. And when that comes out of the kid and he learns that through saying something maybe he's struggling with uh, it through, through the sports, since we're talking about sports, it's about football. When he learns that and he, and he breaks through, that not only – is just, okay, great, he could tackle. Yay, big deal, right? <laughs> Other than as a coach, it's a big deal because he's going to be successful, but big deal in the rest of his life. But the fact is, is by breaking through in that moment, there's a good shot it's going to generalize across the other pieces within his life. True or false or maybe? I think it's very true. I think anytime we win, it generalizes, just like when we lose, it generalizes. And losing mm. in this case is not just losing a game. It's losing your self-respect. It's losing your self-esteem. It's losing and not getting the coach's point. It's being made fun of. It's being hurt. I think those mm -hmm. are the times when they generalize just as much. Just as surely as we want to win a game, we want the kid to win the game of life. Just as surely as we need to win, we need to get these kids to win and not to be made to suffer and, and you know, and feel less than and anything else that could be considered a negative. Because that's not going to help you as a coach to win. And it's certainly not going to help the kids to win. So it, it all is connected in that way. And I think winning and losing generalizes. You know, and when we lose, I think it's a great opportunity for a coach to say, hey, you know, some people will say we lost. Well, I want to say I saw you guys implement strategy that was more incredible than I've ever seen you do before. We just had a team that we went up against that implemented it better. So guess what? They taught us today. And the next time we go out against that team, God help them. <laughs> because they taught yeah. us this time. So you know what, guys? Good job. Yeah, we didn't take the, take the win, but we took 
the lesson. And that is bigger and better for us in the long run than taking the win today. And, you know, I, I, I think things like that can go a long ways towards generalizing in the right direction and framing all of these kinds of things, whether they be wins or losses, in ways that really make sense. You know, a coach's understanding look, you know, a pat on the back, an arm around the shoulder. You know, I mean, it's such cliche, but oh, my God, I'd have killed to have my coach do that one time for me instead of telling me what a fuck up I am. Excuse my language. Well, and uh, no, I, I, I don't think coaches have heard that language before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the interesting thing in, in that is uh, somewhere, I don't know where I heard it, but it definitely shaped me as the way I coach is that I, I, it might've been on television. That's the vision I'm getting. And, and the guy on TV says his, this guy is, this coach is known for his players will play their tails off for that coach. Right. And I thought, wow, they'll, they're, they're playing for him. They're playing, the, which I know was really not completely true, but it, they don't want to disappoint the coach. Whereas with the, your coach, you're like, fuck you. Right. You know, who, you know, that's not, that's not a good experience when you want to not disappoint your coach, when you want to make him proud of you, like he's your father, you're doing, you're in the right direction at least. I, I think. Yes, absolutely. And there's so many, many ways of seeing that, you know, I think that we're, first of all, the person who said these players are playing for the coach is interpreting that the way they see it. Because the players are probably playing for themselves because yeah. that coach triggered it. And so it looks to the outside world like they're playing for that coach. Well, it might be that they see him as a father figure or her as a, you know, as a, as a, a parental figure, mother figure, father figure. And it might be that that's really making a difference. But what about the kids who don't have good parental figures in their life and don't want to see the coach that way? Maybe they see the coach as somebody that supports them. So they want to support the coach. I mean, I think people are doing it for their own reasons I, to not be complicated. I think they're basically doing it for their own reasons. And it's someone else's interpretation that they're playing oh, okay. for the coach. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And I think that I, I, coach I, I, brings I, I, out yeah. the best in them. Yeah. Um, interesting. Interesting. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Not really. I, there's a resource I'll, I'll give out. And if people would Please. like to uh, to learn more about what I'm saying, I, I'll, gi I'll give you uh, there's a video you can watch that I that I have. It's uh, you go to maxpersuasion.com forward slash three questions. And Max Persuasion is M-A-X followed by the word persuasion, P-E-R-S-U-A-S-I-O-N.com, forward slash, and spell it out, T-H-R-E-E-Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S. -E -E and you can uh, put your email in there and, and have access to a video uh, where I demonstrate these skills that I'm telling you right now. You'll see it on video. You'll, you'll see it. I'm, I'm working with an advisor, and you'll see how I'm doing exactly what I've taught you today. 
and you'll see the results it has on his face. And you'll see and hear how it affects him as we talk about what he needs to do to make his life work right and to really get get ahead with his business. And uh, even if that's all you do, if you just watch the video, um, I think it, it, it'll reinforce what you learned here with us. Doesn't cost anything to watch it, okay? Um, it, you know, it, it's going to talk to you about um, my course called Keys to Yes. It's a very inexpensive program. If you're interested in it, you can pick it up for almost nothing. Um, you'll learn how after that video. But watch the video because it will absolutely help you to reinforce what you've learned right here. So that's that's the main thing I think I, I'd like to leave people with is just an extra resource that will help them move forward. I really appreciate it. And guys, I think we learned something here today. I, uh, I really appreciate your time, Kenrick. It was amazing. Um, I have heard you speak on this before, and I know I learned something. I got some distinctions that I didn't have prior to being on this conversation. I hope everybody listening learn this and listen to it more than once. I mean, there's, there's gold here. I mean, as I like to tell my kids, Hey, I'm speaking gold, you know, listen, uh, same thing. Us coaches need to always sharpen our skills. And, uh, and this is a, a great way to, to really get into our, our kids heads and, and get them to buy in. And, uh, and with that, Kenrick, I really appreciate your time. It is my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Tim. And we'll talk again, I'm sure soon. Thank you, sir.